Hello, this is Dr. Kathy James. Thank you for joining me at the King's Table today. I am fondly known as Mama James, and I am happy to be here with you all this afternoon. Actually, I got a couple of questions. People said, where did the King's Table come from? I shared with you all when I first started the King's Table, been doing this for a long time, but finally got a platform where I can go public with it. And the King's Table comes from, God has invited us to provide us such riches, um, to feed us, to strengthen us, to guide us, to undergird us, to support us in our walk in life. But we haven't taken the time to sit down, to come to the table and to feast on the great things that God has for us. So that's, you know, he's invited us. We didn't come, so he invited somebody else. So you know what I said? Nah, let's stop. Let's go to the King's table. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about and share in our struggles, our issues, our victories, our happy times, our sad times, our shouting times, and just see what God has to say to us with guests, with friends, with one another, solo, whatever God has for us. I don't know about you. I want it. I'm taking it. I'm making time for it. So today, join me at the King's Table. Let me share with you today. It's rich. When I'm, it's, a, it's a session that I've been working on myself. And as I once I get these things under control, I'm bringing them to the king's table. We're going to talk about today. Oh, no, she's talking. Who's talking? Well, we're going to share that with you today. Who's talking? And let's say, oh, no, she's talking. Calming your inner critic. So we're going to spend some time on that. I'm actually going to do this in two sessions. It's a lot of information, and I want to make sure that we digest it well. So let me share with you about your inner critic and how to calm her down and what does it mean. And we pray that God bless us in our time and our session together today. So in our heads, we all have this constant voice, and this voice is not always nice. So let's go ahead and call her the mean girl. We have this inner voice and it runs through our head day and night. Our conscious thoughts can clash with our unconscious thoughts and they can actually really create a disaster because of our biased um, opinions and our beliefs. They just kind of do a train wreck. And there are two types of inner critics. There's the bad self, which is shame based which is feelings of being unloved and flawed and incompetent and deserving of punishment that we get. Uh, there's a weakness uh, uh, inner voice, an inner critic, and it brings on fear and anxiety, feelings of dependency upon other people, mistrust, isolated and abandoned. The, the, this, this inner voice, this mean girl, she never stops talking. She is always questioning your thoughts your motives and your actions. She accuses you of neglecting yourself, your family, your friends, your church. She never, she's never quiet. She tells you that you don't pay enough attention to your marriage if you're married. And if you're single, she'll tell you why you're not married and what you could do to be married and um, things that you could have done that could have attracted someone to you. She's mean. Uh, when you do spend time with your family, she'll remind you that you should be working on a project from work or from church or for the community. And if you're single, she'll tell you, well, if you spend more time at the gym, if you don't eat as much, you know, these things could happen. Um, 
when you do make a good food choice, she'll criticize you and say things like, oh, you think you're better than everybody else. And then when you do break down and drive through McDonald's and get the French fries, she starts screaming at you and she says things like, I told you you weren't good as you thought you were. Yeah, you thought you were this or you thought you were that. She is one mean girl. Um, and she loves to tell you, I told you so. You ever hear that voice in your head? I told you so. I tried to warn you. You listen to me. You wouldn't be in this situation. Um, and she tells you that you can never do anything right. She thrives on fear, doubt, and worry. Um, and the more you feel insecure, the more she delves deeper into your soul. She knows all of your secrets. Uh, so let me introduce you to your inner critic, the mean girl. So if you listen to your inner critic and you follow all her guides and leads, oh man, you'll never get anything done. See, she's strong because we feed her. She's knowledgeable because we educate her. She's supportive because we guard her well. We make sure we try and hide her that so no one knows about her. But this inner critic, you can calm her down. And that's what we want to talk about today is how to calm down your inner critic. First, let me give you this information. Your inner critic is not necessarily bad. It's just the messages that she brings you. You have to be able to decipher the negative messages from the good positive messages. Your inner critic is there for a reason. It is there to bring you warning signs. It is there to bring to your attention that you could possibly be getting yourself into a dangerous situation. But because the information that she uses is not always good information, we feed on everything that she brings to us. So today, as we talk, we're going to be talking about by the end of our time together, you will learn how to identify your critic, how to use tools to calm her down and learn how to trust your own gut instinct and use them to support you in your decision making. And so what is it that you can do? You can learn to walk confidently in your God-given role and how to strengthen yourself in God's word and in prayer. A call to action by the time we finish today is that you will stop running from your inner critic and say, enough. And you're going to do that by learning to lean in on God's word. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, uh, through 17 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For your struggles are not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your guard, and after you've done everything, stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth, buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take your shield of faith and which you can extinguish all the flames and flaming arrows of the evil one. And then take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. 
So that's how we can calm our inner spirit. We can stand on the word of God and his promises, and we can learn which voices are good, which voices are coming from the evil direction to the voices that are coming in their true role is to warn us and to help us walk through and be the women. And I like to remind everyone, you know, from the book of Esther, that's where I stand on, but to everyone to understand that we are first woman, wife, mother. So we've got to know how to walk in each one of those areas, confidently leaning on God's word to guide us, to keep us and protect us. So let's talk about some steps of how to calm your inner critic, because when she speaks, she's mean. Um, You may think it's other people speaking. And as we get through our uh, time together today, you will be challenged to go back and, okay, now where did this come from? Your inner um, critic, the mean girl, when she speaks, she's loud, she's clear, and she's intentional. And you too must be as intentional with God's word, must be totally focused in God's word so that when she speaks, you don't become silent. See, the inner critic wants you to become silent and she wants you to hide your struggles. So what I want to encourage you today, and the first step is share your struggles with a trusted, confident, or guide, someone that you can say, hey, do I act like this? Do I behave like this? Because I'm not quite certain certain why. It's because your inner critic has spoken something to you. So your inner critic wants you to stay quiet with shame and embarrassment so that she can stay alive in your head. So one of the ways to silence her is to share the voice so that we can hush her and calm her down. Matter of fact, when she comes, what we want to learn to do is say, mm, not now, let me share a tool with you. And this tool will help you to understand how to better manage your inner critic. So first of all, what we want to say to the critic when she arrives, is this the time for critical thinking? Is this the time for you to bring awareness to me that I'm not good enough? I'm too fat. I'm too tall. I'm too skinny. I'm too dark. Whatever she's speaking to you, ask this question. Is this the time? And if the answer is no, tell your inner critic, she has to wait. No, thank you. Not now. But if it is the time she's bringing you to a place of warning, is there truth in what my inner critic is saying? Is my inner critic saying, if you eat this food, it's going to make you sick. It's not in your best interest. If you go to the bar, this is not in your best interest. If you hang out with these girlfriends, it's not in your best interest. Always analyze what the critic is saying and say, is this truth? And if it is truth, the question says, what am I going to do to improve? Okay, I'm not going to go to the bar. I'm not going to go hang out with my girlfriends. I'm not going to eat this food. So let's follow the pattern, the process. Is this the right time? Is it true? And how can I improve? But if it's no, tell her to wait. And if there is no truth, then say, no, thank you. I'm glad you brought this to my attention, but no, thank you. I am not going to buy into what it is that you're sharing with me. See, that's the problem. We really just kind of want to walk away and not deal with things, but we have to learn to deal 
with the truths of our lives. And when it's not the truth, it's a lie and we're not going to deal with it. So your inner critic is she's trying to keep you safe. So, but her way of doing it is really funny. She shouts really loud. And when people shout loud at me, I tend to shut down or if people ignore me or reject me. I tend to, you know, kind of hover away and, and hide, but no, that's not what we want to do is we do not want to become silent. So some points to recognize if she is trying to keep you safe in her own funny way, she can be hurtful but her protection is to keep you from pain. We want to recognize that immediately. Some of those past behaviors that we've had, um, something happened that caused this fear or this shame in your life. What was, let's immediately say to ourselves, what was the experience that I can recall what is that experience that has caused me to recoil or to be shameful or to be embarrassed? Once we recognize what caused that, we don't have to be silent anymore. We can find our voice. We can start to say, oh, I understand where this pain comes from. So thank you to the critic, to the mean girl. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. But I want to let you know that I'm not going to live in shame. I'm not going to live in embarrassment. So no, thank you. So you don't have to live in shame. You don't have to be silent anymore. Tell her no, thank you. Calm her down. One of the ways to really calm down our inner critic is learning to breathe. And breathing is very simple, but it's very challenging at the same time because you have to stop. You literally have to say, open up your mouth, take in a deep gut. Let's roll it from our gut. Mm, and breathe it out very comfortably, taking your time. And when you do, kind of shake it a little bit. And when you learn to do that, you can calm her down immediately. But if you panic and you, you know, you 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 get all frustrated and you, you know, you go all over the table and, and you try to figure out what's going on. No, no. Take a deep breath. Breathe it out. She's now calm. I can hear, I can make a decision and I can say no thank you or thank you for that information. I'm going to address that. So let's learn to empower ourselves with what it is that we know we need to do. The next thing we want to do is we want to make sure that we've given our ourselves the power to understand how do we identify the inner critic? Write down what the girl is saying. What is she saying? often in your life. Take a few moments and write down those things. And then let's analyze and address the fear and pain behind those thing, uh, things specifically. So if she says to you, I am not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm stupid, or I'm going to fail, let's challenge her with, what have you told yourself about what she's saying? Let's challenge her and let's say to her, hmm, where did these messages come from? Who first told me that I wasn't good enough? Go ahead, write it down. Who told you that, that you weren't good enough? Who told you that you weren't smart enough? Come on, take a few moments for the root cause. Who told you that? And then we want to say to her, hmm, when 
did that take place in my life? Was I a young girl? Most of these, these things happened to us when we were young, when we were in our formative years, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, people start saying, girl, you, you, you can't get that. You know, you ain't smart enough to do that. Girl, you know, you're not good enough to do that. Look at, look at Cindy. She running down around the street. She doing everything and you're not doing nothing. You're just not smart. Do you remember those types of statements? Do you remember when someone told you that you were too fat? Girl, you know, you fat, you can't get in them clothes. And it hurts your heart. It hurts your spirit. See, we have to identify what caused these issues in our lives before we can calm down that mean girl talking to us all the time. But what we didn't do was we did not address what part of what people said to us was true. For instance, let's jump fast forward a little bit in high school in the dating arena. When we were dating and people said things to us, oh, you can't date that boy. You know, he's too good for you. Or, you know, he's from the upper echelon or he, his mama don't want him to be bothered with you. Those things hurt our heart and they broke our spirit. So now for the rest of our lives, when we see someone who we think is better than us, we don't think we can date them because they're from the upper class or we don't think we're good enough because whatever the situation or the reasoning is, that inner girl, she begins to speak up and she's mean because the root of our issue has not been dealt with. So let's identify the root and then let's deal with it. How do we deal with it? We first have to determine, is she a friend of me or is she a friend? And I want to let you know, the root cause of your issue is not your friend. Your friend is the word of God. It is the word of God that tells you that you are wonderful. You are awesome. You are made with a purpose, with an intention in mind that God had greatness for you. God tells you to think on the things that are good and lovely and pure and kind. God tells you that you are made with an exact design from the designer that you one day would do something that no one else could do but you. So that is your friend is God's word. Your friend are people who speak life into you, who speak positivity into you to encourage you, to strengthen you, that you can walk in the plan and purpose that God has for your life. But the root causes of negativity in your life those things are not your friend. But we do want to acknowledge when the inner critic speaks up and says, no, thank you. I am not going to act like that. Let me share another tool with you that I want you to use in your everyday process. What is it that you do believe? See, our conclusions um, in our lives are very important that we understand how they work. So let me walk you through how to use this tool, your conclusion. What is it you believe? Why do you believe it? Do you believe that you're ugly? Do you believe that you're dumb? Do you believe that you're not good enough? If you believe that, if that is the conclusion that you believe, you will then walk over to your evidence of proof, your evidence. What is the evidence of that? The evidence is people have always told me I was dumb. People have never believed that I could do anything good. So because of that, you begin to act on that. Your behavior is like that. When people say things in a conversation such as, wow, 
I'm really glad you shared that with me. That was really, really smart. You'll you'll say, oh no, that uh, that was so dumb. I, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe I acted like that. See, your conclusion and your proof will cause you to act a certain way. And when you begin to act a certain way, other people begin to behave how you act. If you act a certain way and you call yourself dumb, they'll say, okay, you're dumb. It's kind of like when someone introduces their self to you and they say, oh, I'm stupid. I don't try and change them and say, you're not stupid. I say, okay, hello, stupid. If that's how you want to live, that's what you want to believe. That's how other people are going to treat you. So what must you do? You must change your conclusion. You must change your conclusion. You must say, I am smart. I am intelligent. I have something to offer. And I am going to prove that by the way that I behave. And then by the way you behave, people will start to treat you like you are intelligent, like you have something to bring to the table that will make a difference. See, again, we have to go back to changing our root cause of our beliefs. How do we do that? We must tear down uh, our self-criticism. And how do we tear down our self-criticism? We do that by saying, you know what? Self-criticism is not healthy. You have to look at what it is that you're feeding yourself. Um, it does not lead you to what God says about you. If you're going to criticize something about yourself, find a way to do it in a positive way. I like calling, I have a couple of really good trusted friends in my life and I will call them and I'll say, hey, I'm having this thought in my mind and I want to run it by you. Can you help me with it? And they will literally help me dissect it. Well, Kathy, have you thought about, Kathy, have you considered and then I can start actually chunking out those thoughts and I can decide, oh, that's a negative thought. This is a positive thought that will help feed me and um, get me to the place where I need to be. That's actually going to support me in better ways, not um, take me to places that don't support me well. If I make a mistake, so if you, if you too, I'm going to use you, you and I interchangeably. If you make a mistake, recognize that that is a mistake, that you are not the mistake. Because see, the mean girl, the inner critic will tell you, you are the mistake. And that is not true. You are not the mistake. That is only the voice of their inner critic speaking to say, she's criticizing you. She's beating you up. She's yelling. She's screaming. She's speaking loud and clear so that you will pay attention to her and that you will not try to improve yourself. Remember, we're talking today about, oh no, she's talking. She's talking, but we want to learn how to calm her down. So those are some quick steps. And let me re, um, review those with you, because if we don't, we'll get too far ahead and you won't be able to remember those steps. So let me go back here. Our topic today is, oh, no, she's talking. I introduced you to her who is talking, your inner critic. We've actually identified her. She's called the mean girl. She is the mean 
girl. And then we're talking about how to calm her down and the steps that we talked about when she speaks, when she speaks loud, she never stops talking and she's always criticizing you and beating you up. However, what we have to do is be able to talk about um, being able to separate whether she's talking to warn you that you're getting yourself in trouble and in danger and that you need to step, take a step back and ask her some questions. And those questions that you want to ask her is one, is this the right time? And if it is, it, is she warning you something? Is this true? And if it is true, what can I do to improve? But if she's bringing you something where no, this is not in my best interest, say, hey, thanks, but no thanks. I'm, I'm not gonna let you worry me with that today. I'm gonna move on. And then we talked about, don't be silent in your struggles. Reach out and find someone else to share what your struggles are so that person can help you walk through it and decipher whether it's your frenemy or is it your friend. The frenemy means she's just beating you up constantly all the time, taking you down all the wrong paths, or if it's your friend that she's leading you to make better changes, she's leading you to awareness where you're standing on God's word and you're standing firm and you're using those tools. We're dressing ourselves in the full armor of God and we're dissecting out the good and the bad. And the good is where God wants to take you to walk in the plan and purpose for your life. And we're going to deal with the root cause. What are the root causes? of why I'm acting like I'm acting. Do I remember when it first happened? Who said it? Not why they said it. We don't care why they said it. It was mean. It was rude. It was cruel. But we're going to dissect those root causes out and start dealing with those. And we'll deal with that in our second half of this session. Again, I was going to do this in part one and part two. And then is it healthy criticism? Um, unhealthy criticism is not good for you. It is not. Self-criticism is not healthy. What you want to do is find an area of your life that you want to improve, get your buddy, get a pencil and paper, and write down those areas. I want to learn to support myself. I'll use myself, for example, in dealing with the spirit of abandonment and rejection. Why is it that I might be feeling abandoned? So I'll go to my friend and I'll say, I feel abandoned when? And we'll walk through what those wins look like. And then what are some things I can do to support myself and undergird myself so that I won't beat myself up so that when I go to a group or a meeting or I go somewhere or I'm endeavoring to be better, I won't sit in the corner and just say, oh, I feel abandoned and rejected. No, I'll come out full force. I'll position myself and say, hey, you might want to make me feel like I'm abandoned but I'm not. I have people that love me, that need me, that want me. God made me great. God made me wonderful. And I'm going to present myself to the world because I have so much to offer. See how that feels different, how that looks different when we take our rightful place that God has for us. So let's look at one more before we um, go to part two here. I want to talk to you about how when you recognize your inner critic's voice, we want to stop her immediately. When we recognize our inner critic's voice, we want to stop her immediately. Your thoughts. Let's talk about our thoughts. Our thoughts are where all of our heart issues resonate, our heart, our being, our spirit. Um, your thoughts affect how you feel and how you behave. In the last chart I showed you, your conclusion your proof, which is your evidence, how you act, how you behave, and then how other people respond to your behavior, that comes from your thoughts, from your conclusion. And just in case you forgot, let's look at that one more time because we want to really make sure we understand it. Your thoughts, your conclusion, your evidence, your proof, 
how you act, your behavior, how other people respond, their behavior. It's really important that you get that concept clear in your mind. Your conclusion is how you're going to behave. What do we do? We change our conclusion. I am great. I am smart. I am enough. I am beautiful. I am kind. I love my body. I like what God is. I like my nose. I like my ears. I like my lips. These big cheeks here, my big mama got them. I have a few lines in my forehead that I've hated forever, but I was looking at a picture of my big mama about six or seven months ago, and I saw those exact lines in her face. Guess what? I am now embracing those lines. They're okay. These big cheeks that sit up on my cute glasses that I want to wear, they they get in the way, but I found out my big mama had them. My mom had them. All my aunties have them. I'm learning to love those cheeks. That's what we have to do is recognize her voice when she says, should I go get these cheeks cut out? See how they're not in the way now, watch. They're not in the way now, right? I can go get those sucked out, pulled back, tightened up, a little far-fetched, but I'm just using that as an example because that's what society has done to us. And that's exactly what we're doing to ourselves. But instead, guess what? See, when those glasses, it's okay. It's who I am. God made me that way. If we learn in Psalms 139 that I am awesome and wonderfully made and that my soul knows right well, I can change my thoughts. I can change my conclusion. See how easy that was? So when I see other people and I smile beautifully, people say, wow, you have a beautiful smile. People say, oh, I just love those beautiful cheeks you have. See how I act? They react. That's what we have to remember. Recognize her voice, what she's saying to you, and then change your conclusion. Pay attention to your thoughts. And you may discover that you yourself are doing all the name calling. That's right. The mean girl calls all the names. She's the one that tells you that you're not good enough. She's the one that tells you that your husband won't like you or your boyfriend won't like you or the people at church won't like you or you're the one that's dictating those things. So you got to pay attention to those thoughts. Um, we make about 60 thoughts. I was reading an article. We make about the 60,000 possibilities that we make in thoughts every day. That means that we have 60,000 chances to say something good or say something bad. How about you? I choose to make one good, positive statement about myself every day. Um, actually, really, every hour. Take that away as an action item. Every hour, I will start telling myself some positive things. Just a thought. I am pretty. I am kind. I am gentle. I am thoughtful. I am loving. I am, this morning in my devotion, it was really working on, I think, on um, the good things that God says about us and that they're lovely to meditate, to ruminate, to marinate in those things. And pretty soon they'll start becoming a part of you because you're working on changing your thoughts. Um, when you think a thought, listen and determine the source. It's kind of like when you answer the phone, unless you have a caller ID, you don't know who it is. So you say, hello. And all of a sudden your brain says, who is this, who is this? And when it recognizes the voice, your body takes on a different posture because it's working with voice recognition. Once you know who it is, your body embraces it and you can begin your conversation. But when you don't know who it is, your body, your, your body posture changes. You change. It's like, okay, who is this on the phone? Why are they calling me? But as soon as I know that it's Kimberly, hey, Kimmy, how are you? 
But when I don't know who it is, who is this? What do you want? What are you calling me for? Hi, Jessica, Makia, how are you? Nia, my energy shifts. It changes. My thoughts change. That's what you have to do when your inner critic speaks up. When she speaks something negative, say, I don't think so. I'm not taking that. When it's positive, thank you. I'll receive that. Once you know who was on the line, you can relax and enjoy the conversation. That's what you have to tell your inner critic. Uh-uh, not today. I'm getting ready to have a good time. It's the same thing all the time. This never stops. You always have to be aware of your inner critic when you recognize what she's doing. Is she your friend of me or is she being your friend? And you deal with whichever one it is. If she's being your friend of me, that enemy voice, say not today. If it's true, I'll deal with it and I'll work on being better. If you're being negative, I'm not taking it. But if you're being my friend to tell me, hey, I'm really proud of you. You're doing a great job today. You got up, you did your exercise, went for your walk, you made a good decision on what you ate. That's really good. You're walking into your greatness. You're being intentional about the things that God said that you were going to be. That's a great job. That's how we start calming our inner critic. You can calm her down. So we're going to finish with part two in the next session. So join me again at the King's Table again. This is Mama Jane. I'm excited to share with you all the great tools and resources that God has dropped in my lap so that I can too can be a blessing with you to you as we journey this life together, as we meet at the King's Table to enjoy the feast of the King in all that he is doing 